online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! all you Legend of Korra fans out there. How you doing? Welcome back. Uh, my name is Liz Rishmaui. I will be taking over for the lead host today because unfortunately John Quick could not be with us. And today we're actually recapping three episodes. Episode 9, 10, and 11. Because Patrick. we're insane. Joining me today on the panel, like always, is the lovely Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies. And of course, Tari Miller. Air power. Yes. <laughs> so Air basically, guns. as you Air guys guns. all know, <laughs> we've been uh, we've been recapping about two episodes back to back to catch up, but because we we hit an uneven number, basically, we really wanted to focus on next week's finale. So here we are trying to recap these three, and then we'll get back to you next week with the final finale. So we are going to make a high speed pass. Bear with us. Yes. Let's go. All right. So first episode up is episode nine, Stakeout. Um, this is where we left off, where basically uh, Cora and the gang are trying to chase down Iway um, after we found out that Sue basically let them leave, you know, against Lynn's wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, so we have them uh, chasing after them, going close toward where the desert is, where we find the Misty Palms, and they find the Jeep. And uh, that's when the team basically decides to split up. Um, you know, did you guys, uh, did you guys kind of like the whole, uh, thing behind, oh. you know, Bolin? Bolin and- is oh, so, yeah, of course. so <laughs> bad at this. Let's be incognito. Bright yellow poncho. Yes. <laughs> and Mako just goes with it. Yeah. Like, okay, guys, that's, uh, no one's gonna recognize you there. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, blend <laughs> in. fluorescent. Yeah, it's gonna blend in with the desert town. Totally. Yeah. But before, uh, you know, we, we find that they all kind of like wander in together and there's these wanted posters. Um, because now they are officially outlawed by the queen, mm-hmm. um, and they're wanted because they, you know, let go of all the airbenders. So they're basically, uh, bossing say enemies Jesus. number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, it's so funny because, you know, of course, Bolin first taking in, oh, well, they must be, they're my fans and, you know, <laughs> no, taking <laughs> They're bounty hunters. Honey, stop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back a little bit, they do find the, uh, the Jeep, you know, they, they kind of dash out of there as soon as they realize that everybody probably wants a piece of them to get a bounty on them and uh you know they go ahead and uh, they find the jeep and that's when mako and bolin basically decide you know hey look let's not bring a lot of attention to ourselves cute so poncho let's do bright yes. yellow ponchos. <laughs> and they eventually do see iway walking by and they follow him to this inn yes mm-hmm. but uh and then and then in the meantime in the interim we do see that bolin actually thinks that these two very tough looking guys who he assumes to be bounty hunters is uh is 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 following them, so they're trying to make a breakaway, and that's when they they run into Iway and chase him back to the inn. Yes, um, and to where they back to meet back with Cora and uh, Asami. Um, 
where they left them stay behind. And while they were left behind, they found a clue in the Jeep, uh, something to do with, uh, what was the name? The Something about find the uh, Zybao Grove? Uh, yes, the Zybao Grove. Yeah, tonight, sundown Zybao Grove, yeah. which they cannot find on a map, despite the best efforts of the tiny, adorable spirit. And the little spirits <laughs> trying on it. to dance and tell them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but nope, they can't find it. Yeah, so. so they regroup, head to the inn. We need a room across from this one. Yes. They won't, no, you can't. We need a room across from this one. Yeah, and basically, you know, she she's very hesitant to the innkeeper doesn't want to rent to a bunch of teenagers because the last ones that did wreck the place. So we come to find the bounty hunters, or who we assumed were bounty hunters, chasing Bolin, uh, came in and they were just huge fans. Yeah. Uh, love that little moment. He's a mover yeah. star. Yes. <laughs> can you can you make it out? Yeah, it was, and it's so funny because they are really tough looking. Yeah. So, <laughs> for them to fan gush over Bolin, which is always a good moment um, with that. And so of course the innkeeper's like, well why didn't you tell me you were somebody special? And then insists that they do a bigger room because that one's too small for the four of them. It'll be mm. fine. It is not fine. <laughs> studio apartment I love that they, and right. they have Naga They in had it. to bring Naga in. Like they couldn't leave Naga by the Jeeps. That was just funny to me. But <laughs> they, and, they actually really couldn't. They need her. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and then they find, you know, they, they, they're basically keeping watch and then of course to pass the time we have Bolin finding the pie show, pie show board mm-hmm. and basically getting his butt handed to him by Asami. Over and over and over and then sundown hits and they realize he hasn't left his room. Exactly. Why hasn't he left his room? Exactly. And making sure, of course, to the fact, though, that stress to Korra how important it is that she makes sure one of her avatar duties is to make all the rules of Pai Show playing across the world the same rules. Right. This is very important. <laughs> um, but yes, as uh, as Katie has said, they find out that he hasn't left the room and of course Cora being Cora, as much as she has grown as a character, is very impatient. So she wants to break the cover even though Mako says, hey guys, you know, they're not, this guy isn't going to break. Like Zaheer has been in prison for 13 years and they never spoke anything about their plans. Mm-hmm. We should really just follow and listen in. But of course, by the time sundown gets down, she's figuring, well, what if he left and we weren't watching? So they bust in, and then we see Iway meditating. And Poland's that looks like an uncomfortable way to sleep. <laughs> um, oh, and, shoot, the grove is in the spirit world. Yes. I'm going to follow him. You watch my body. You watch the doors. Yeah. Gotcha. So Cora follows them in. Yep. And uh, basically what happens is she comes across the tree and everything where um, they're having their little meeting. And, of course, Zaheer blames Ai Wei for the failure at Zhao Fu, mm-hmm. basically saying that you've ruined everything. And even though he's trying to say, no, it's good. No one followed me at the inn. I'm good. I destroyed all the records in my library. And he goes, no, dude, you're the loose end. To which... <laughs> You know, before Cora can even, even though she tries to intervene, he grabs, phases out, and then chucks Iway into the fog of lost souls. So uh, he's done. We're not yeah. going to see yeah. him for ever. ever. <laughs> we might see his body, but yeah, he kind of doesn't yeah. have a soul anymore. <laughs> so yeah, so that's weird. And then, you know, we have this, this moment where Zaheer is very peacefully telling Cora when she confronts him, I will answer all your questions. You deserve to at least have that much. Right. Um, and then in the meantime, 
we find out it's a distraction. We, that he, while he's meditating, he could say, He has the ability. Misty palms in. And we've never girl. seen this before with any of the people in either the old episodes for the with Aang to now we didn't know anybody had the ability to still communicate while their body was meditating in the spirit realm. Right. Yeah, I don't care how good of a trained warrior he is. The hair is pretty broken. Yeah. yeah. He's but, just broken. But at the same time, though, you figure how many years he must have been meditating in that cell. He probably found out a couple of tricks that the other guys haven't actually invested that much time into. It's true. So. Still broken. Still believable. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, they go into the Red Lotus. They say, hey, you know, uh, talks about how the White Lotus, as we know when we watch the old episodes of The Legend um, of Avatar, mm-hmm. um, that they were a, a secret society that didn't come out of hiding until a hundred years later after Aang had basically won the war when they went to fight the war. Right. And then we come to find out that basically this guy that this this place that they're at that was named after Zai Bao was this guy who didn't like how the White Lotus was basically becoming the subservants of governments and corruption and the leaders of, of all the different lands. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I mean, but yeah, it turns I mean, out this particular guy had a very, very different idea of what balance oh, very should much. be. Very much so. As you were saying? Oh, I mean, yeah. He, uh, he viewed the White Lotus as puppets of the government at that point. Yeah. Basically. Um, and they and lost their way. We're going to make the Red Lotus and do what we're actually supposed to do. Which, it, bottom line... Anarchy. Exactly. Right. He made a lot of sense right up until he said, yeah, we don't think there should be any big government or figureheads. But Total if, anarchy. But if we bring it up into consideration again, what we've talked about, I think, on other panels that you guys are with on me and, and about other shows in general, most villains don't view themselves as villains. Right. Oh, no. The villains are the heroes of their own story. Exactly. That's what makes a compelling villain. Exactly. Because otherwise you get this mustache twirling wacko and you're just like, yeah. you are one dimensional and no one cares. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the here has a point to him. Yeah. Yes. He's insane, but he's got a point. Are we yeah. saying, That's what I was going to, and that like ev- all the leaders that we've seen have been like either useless or uh evil or moronic, you yeah. know? And so like Or just self absorbed. Yeah. Exactly. And so basically he goes on to tell her, you know, she asks, Well, why were you trying to kidnap me as a child? What was the point? She comes to find out that her uncle Unalak was part of the Red Lotus. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, and basically he had met Zaheer when they were teenagers, when they first signed up for the Red Lotus. And um Basically, like it's the Boy Scouts. Exactly. <laughs> and finds out that that's where they learned about how Rava and Vatu, um, and how Avatar uh, Batu was foolish to sever them and close the portals. And, uh, you know, they wanted to show the Avatar a better path for the world, basically. Right. Into which, you know, Korra's like, it sounds like a lot like brainwashing. Um, you know. But and that's what the White Lotus did to you. Also brainwashing. Exactly. Sure. And, mm. um, and basically, you know, so they, you know, he just basically carrying on to the story a little bit more about their discussion in spirit world. Uh, meanwhile, stuff's going on in the real world, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes on to say nations and government should be eliminated, and he points out that it's only the only way to bring order. And like you guys referred to before, chaos. <laughs> She mentions that the natural order of is, the world is disorder. Is, chaos. is disorder. Come on, guys. And she he mentions he says new growth cannot exist without first the destruction of the old, and mentions mm-hmm. that that was Guru Lahima who was an Airbender who first said that. Which right. of course, as we've noticed throughout this entire series so far, that he's very much into the Guru yeah. uh, Lahima. Guru Lahima, fan club president. Exactly. You know, tear open the robes to see the shirt. Yes. And it's at that point where Korra is basically. 
basically pleading with him, like, you know, this isn't the way to do it. You're, you're, you're basically not saying insane, but you know, that's what she's thinking. And yeah. he just says, pretty much insane. you know, you know, she just, you know, he, he won't tell her what will happen when they do get her, their hands on her. And he basically phases out. And, uh, by the he, way, we should have our hands on you already. Yes. My friends want to go pick you and up. And then just, bye bye, peace out, uh, logs off. And, uh, and that's basically where we get back to where the battle's going because, um, I think Pylee, uh, Pylee, 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 she, she stayed behind to watch Sahir's body while, uh, Mingwa and Garon, Garon? Um, Gazan. 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 Uh, names. What are names? <laughs> uh, they went out basically to capture them because they know they're at, um, they're at Iway's room. Right. And we get into this epic battle. Um, they can't wake up Cora, obviously. So she, uh, they basically go where, where, um, they put oh, yeah. uh, Sami and Korra on Naga and mm-hmm. send them off to try and send get them away. Off. Mm-hmm. And Mako and Bolin take on these particular Red Lotus members. And boy, does that not go well yeah. for them. No, not at like, all. at all. Especially as soon as Bolin fell into the pool. I was like, no, no. It's <laughs> no. like, oh, there we go. You're no. facing a waterbender. His logic was sound. I mean, to if get you're... Away from yeah, hot, hot lava. Yeah. Hot, hot lava. You know, but it was basically one way or another, they were they were doomed oh, to failure. Screwed, yeah. You know, so we have these, you know, and then that's where the episode closes off where we see Naga carrying off Korra and Asami and we don't know what happened yet but these rocks close and for all we know it was it was a uh, Gazan. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get caught in a them. rock pyramid that was obviously bent around them. Exactly. So, well, no, the implication is that it's yes. Gazan. Yeah. But we find out actually at the very end when um, they, they correlate and all the, the Red Lotus get together where Ming uh, says well maybe we have some use for these two fools but the Earth Kingdom actually captured uh, the Avatar and her friend. Yes. And then that's when the episode closes off. So... Getting right into the next right. one. <laughs> Time crunch, you guys. Episode 10, we have Long Live the Queen. Um, this Which one is not an ominous title in any capacity. Oh, no, not at all. It's not sarcastic <laughs> or foreshadowing. <laughs> you know, she changes her ways, right, guys? Totally. Right, guys? She's like, I'm a vegetarian now, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm sorry they about eating Avatar. bear. They yeah. moved Avatar to digital the week before this episode aired, and now we know why. Exactly. <laughs> and can I just say one of my favorite parts about this episode as we're getting to the Red Lotus going toward the Earth, um, rather, uh, Ba Sing Se, is Bolin's banter with Mingwa and Gazan. Oh, <laughs> Basically, yes. Basically, you know, we have we have Mako being reasonable and like, why are you doing this? And this, this, da-da-da. And always not going to ask questions. And Bolin's just like, so what did you do for thir- 15 years, was it? 13. It's only 13. What did you do for 13 years in prison? Like did 30, you make though. arts and crafts? <laughs> not did a you? lot of supplies for arts and crafts in the prison, you know? Mm-hmm. I made up stories about the guards. <laughs> yeah, and then that was really funny. Bolin says, I'm going to do it about you. I'm going to assume that you were raised by your sister, you grew in your mustache by the time you you're 13, and I'm sensing some sort of unspoken attraction between you two. Two out of three. Like, two out of three. <laughs> bad. And yeah, do we know which two? Yeah. No. And then Mac, uh, Mako obviously scolds him, like, "Why are you trying to make friends with the bad guys?" <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, Gag them. We're almost there. Thank yeah. you, Zahir. You've ruined the moment. Exactly. <laughs> but then yes, and then so we we flash forward a little bit, um, you know, to stay on topic with the uh, bossing say. Uh, Red Lotus basically gets presented to the queen after guns says she goes you know i don't speak to bounty hunters Mm -hmm. but the whole thing was they insisted because they have information about where the airbenders are right so of course being the selfish person awful person that she is and sees that there's something in it for her she agrees to the earth queen agrees to see them and he's very polite i mean 
he's a very educated man and he yeah. knows he's not going to get anything with this self-absorbed twisted woman unless he caters to her ego. Right. Zaheer knows how to work people over. Yes. He's good at people. I mean, because remember, he wasn't a bender before this, so he obviously had to rely on his 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 his, his cunning yeah. and his wit for everything that happened before, you know, he got his powers. Mm-hmm. So, basically, they even insist. She goes, oh, what, so you think this is going to make your bounty larger? And he says, no, by all means, ma'am, these two, which she knows immediately who they are, um, you know, we'll give them as a gift to you. But our thing is we want to exchange where your airbenders are for the Avatar. Yeah. Because we know you have her and we know you're bringing her in. Yes. Cool. Sounds good. Well, basically, you know, they have to, He again, he has to work her a bit by saying, you know, look, you're going to have the Avatar. What are you going to do with her? Like, you're going to basically piss off every other nation. International incident time. Every, international mm-hmm. incident time. You're going to make everybody angry if you keep her. Where if you give her to us, she won't be a problem for you anymore. You know, even though the queen's like, what are you going to do? They're like, don't worry about it, but she won't be in your hair. And that's all the queen needs to hear. So she basically goes, cool, wait off in the other room. And then Bolin and Mako basically get sent down straight to the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we have this... I love the constipation sound that he makes where they're trying to escape from the dungeon at this point and uh you know Mako's trying so hard to encourage Bolin no. you can metal bend you can metal bend no 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 so much no and 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 just how they had the entire all the prisoners like I love this was a very kind of solemn episode or at least the part in Bossing say was very serious yeah. mm-hmm. but we have we have the comedy relief so of course god bless Bolin yeah. um but you know that whole scenario doesn't work and then they find out that's when uh Zaheer's in the room saying it's taking too long I'm gonna see what's up and he goes and he eavesdrops basically on the queen where sneaks in like a ninja oh, yeah. holy he cow this man yeah and so broken and he <laughs> he mentioned and he sees the die because he saw the Dai Li agent rushing off like very hurriedly to where the queen's chambers were so I mean that's not telling yeah exactly yeah. so follows him finds out that it, the airship had crashed and so they have to retrieve her and he knows and the rest of the Red Lotus know that they're not going to get her again mm-hmm. like we're no. going to have to re- this isn't going to work we need to you know back out yeah so you know basically they you know that's that's when he he kind of like they all come into the room and she's like don't how you- dare you come in here unannounced i'm the queen exactly yada, yada, yada. exactly insert angry phrases threatens here. to right. throw them into the dungeon and then she changes up the plan and says tell me where the airbenders are lest you if you if you enjoy your freedom you will tell me where they are and he goes that's not part of the plan and she goes well too bad and that's when all hell breaks loose yeah and uh and again, Murder. Dai Li agents, remember how strong they were back on, in the original series with Aang and how, yeah. how crazy it is, how easily overtaken they were by these four benders. Yeah. In just a snap like that, it wasn't even like as out overdrawn as it was like even when they're fighting Mako and Bolin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that was, you know, something to behold. And then we have the creepy part. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's really no way around how utterly messed up this is. I know, but it's so cool and it was so deserving because <laughs> I hated the queen so much and there was no... I don't no, think anyone yeah. deserves that. There was no retribution. Bosco. I don't think anyone deserves that. Well, she ate Bosco. But <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. Uh, 
I don't want to put it past her. Anyway. But she, you know, we have her saying you wouldn't dare hurt the queen. And he goes, well, I forgot to tell you that I don't really believe in queens. Mm -hmm. And he has this move now where, so scary, he basically suffocates her and withdraws all of the air out of her lungs. Mm -hmm. And they do it in a very classy way, obviously, because, again, this is rated, you know, Y7 and up. But where they don't show her collapse dead to the ground. But, yeah, guys, if you didn't know. You can hear her suffocate. Yeah, did. you get that sh- that close up <laughs> shot of her like bloodshot eyes. Yeah, yeah, she did. Like, there's a, this was a pretty <laughs> awful way to die. Yeah. You know, there's generations upon generations of air nomads spinning in their graves. <laughs> yes. And then that's when we basically have them go into a room where they have this big, you know, the overhead speakers that Beko, Beko? Beckon and echo out throughout the all of Bossing say. And, you know, when Ming Wah is really rough with this guy, like, who the heck are you? You know, he's very calm, like, hey, we're trying to help people like him. He's just a civilian. We're trying to help them. Don't take it out on him. Right. Let him know, look, we just overthrew the queen, so you better let us use this thing. Time and he, to make an announcement. Yeah, he banes the, the city. By the way, your queen's dead. I'm not going to take over. Uh, it's up to you guys to run the city on your own. Mm-hmm. And Gazan brings yeah. the wall down. Yeah, and he yeah. basically, and then he also he specified, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> who I am or what part group I'm part of. That's not the point. The point is, is that I'm not even taking over the Earth Kingdom. You guys should reign on your own. And that's that. And then, of course, you know, going back to the prison, mm-hmm. they release every, <laughs> Bolin thinking he actually metal bended and helped everybody else except for him and no. Mako. And comes to find that it was Zaheer, of course, and he goes, I'm going to let you guys go, but you need to deliver a message to the Avatar for me. Mm-hmm. Because as they discussed in the room before he went and, you know, b- bombarded the queen, he even said, we're not going to chase her anymore. We're not We're not going to do that. So we're bringing her to, to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever the message is, we don't find out that till the next episode anyway, but we know it's serious. And so going back... To Korra and Asami on their little adventure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we have basically them getting let in and Korra's pleading with these guards that, you know, there's an, a, there's a terrorist group that I spoke to in the spirit world and the queen's in trouble and he, this guy's crazy and the guy's just like, you you're s- talking about spirit worlds and terrorists and you say he's yeah, crazy. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, but then again, in this, in a world where there's magic and airbending and all this stuff, you yeah. think that the guy would, you know, you have spirits, spirits all right, over, yeah. you know? <laughs> She's the Avatar. You. <laughs> you know that. But well, and they have Korra all Hannibal Lecter with the mask right. and the straight jacket, so all funny. the little real do- dolly. It's like, like I didn't wow, even. They didn't even. Messed up. They didn't even do that to uh, to Boomy so much when they locked him up, but his face was free. So maybe they learned from that and had well, to give her Boomy, the they mask. Just put him in a box. Yeah, right. I know, but they learned from the face thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so basically, you know, we have Asami playing to her lady charms uh, to this guard that is locking them together in the room. He was going to lock her to the floor. And she goes, oh, please, it's such a long ride. Can't you just lock me to the wall? And, you know, he so that way I can stand. It's not as uncomfortable. It's basically the same thing. I mean, I can't get away. <laughs> All right, whatever, sure. Yeah, and then, of course, I love how, like, Cora's trying to play up and, like, can I have some water? No, I'm not going to give you rocks or fire or... <laughs> we I mean, can't do anything about air. But, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. <laughs> we have that whole mode, and then we find out it's because the Cabbage Corporation, uh, which I love the idea of the cabbage guy, just like... <laughs> My cabbage! Right. cabbages. I give up. We're done with cabbages. We're going into industry. Long live the cabbage <laughs> cart guy. But um, but yeah, we find out that she says, "Look, uh, the fleets that the Earth that that uh, the Earth Queen has are made by the Cabbage Corporation, and they're really shoddy at what you know their stuff. Yeah. So you know, sure enough, she just 
uses all her strength and busts off this freaking the uh, pole, the railing mm-hmm. that's locking her to it. And she's like, oh, that's just shoddy work. <laughs> and uh, she uses it to pry open the floor panels and just tells Cora, give me five minutes and then call for help. Mm-hmm. To which she does. And we have this poor guard. I feel really bad for him, actually, because he's trying to be nice. He runs into the room, and then who's behind him and just knocks him right out and grabs the keys? Um, but Asami. Yeah. And I love that how perfectly timed it was. Like, she knew it would only take five minutes. Right. And, and, I, she, and you know, Cora's sitting there going, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, yeah. three, one and thousand. At the, and at the same time, I'm thinking how unbelievable it is, but at the same time, Asami knows enough about the schematics of even not even her company's ship that she would know where she would have to go to ambush right. this guy. Well, they're knockoff of her company's yeah. ship, so she'd know it backwards and forwards and backwards again. Yeah, exactly. And she and Cora know each other well enough to know that, okay, if she says five minutes, it's going to happen in five minutes. Exactly. And so, basically, uh, we have um, them running into the engine room where they have to take, they have to overtry it overtake the ship and Cora is a little, a little overzealous overzealous yeah uh, and breaks the controls and the radio with the guy's face everything yeah you know basically destroys the control console by and then she says and then her straight into it and her her excuse is well it's not my fault that the cabbage corporation is shoddy work and their stuff sucks and it breaks easily <laughs> well uh, and then yeah. we have the, the ship goes down down right into the dune crash and uh basically we have them crawling out in the next scene and it well you know any landing you walk away from they say is a good landing yeah and uh we have the earth guards and everybody just basically very very upset with them and you know For good reason they're in the middle of the desert <laughs> and there's something that kind of looks like the beginning of tremors yeah over the sand and you here. know and basically you know they, they they she apologizes and the guard the lead guy captain's like you're still our prisoners we're just gonna wait and then that's when they see that thing yeah yeah thinking it's a mirage but then realizing it's really not they think right. it's spirits haunting we find out later it isn't spirits either um, way we don't want to stay here yes. let's repair the ship let's fix this ship so of course we you know jumping ahead again they fix the ship uh we have that one guy in the control room and as it's starting to lift this giant what better it's describe sand shark, sand shark. Yeah. yeah giant sand shark. sand shark can you say that 10 times sand shark sand shark sand shark sand shark, sand shark, sand shark. Nope. Sand it, shark, lo- sand it shark. looks like one of those deep sea fish where the mouth opens into this huge it's like yeah, a it's sailfish like a fish or something weird. it opens right. in this huge triangle yeah i've just seen gifts of them they're terrifying completely just and halves the ship. Yeah. So, like, good luck with all the work you just did and blowing the sand out of the engine room and making it look sparkling clean. Like, yeah. no good. It's completely destroyed it's at this point. And they're just lucky that the guy didn't come back up for seconds to see if they were around because now she's like, okay, well, let's make a makeshift, uh, you know, sand sailor. Sand sailor. Sand sailor. Like the sand yeah. tribes used to get around on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To which they do. And then that's, you know, and then the other guy is still saying we should wait. And she's like, do you want to wait for this thing? And he's like, all right, let's Maybe do this. Not. Maybe not. Let's do this. And and so, of course, they, you know, it goes from tremors to jaws. <laughs> exactly. And they, they go and they make their way back. Um, and we have the sand shark chasing them mm-hmm. and they narrowly escape. And thank God, Cora, firebending as yeah, she can, she rockets out. Yeah. basically rockets out and gives him very bad heartburn and digestion. <laughs> um, so where he's not a problem anymore. And uh, we basically have uh, them going back to the oasis to where, you know, at that point, the Earth Guards are like, look, this guy's like, whatever beef, whatever beef the queen has with you is probably way above my pay grade, uh, which I thought was the perfect line. Extends his little hook. They shake yeah. hands. Yeah. To which the guy goes, is that a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> 
let's go get a let's drink. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> We're gonna go get a drink. And uh, and then you know, and then that's when Korra runs into Lynn and Lord Zuko, obviously Dragon and Tonrock, mm-hmm. and and then we close They're off just having a little powwow yeah. on the episode. Yay! <laughs> so. um Basically, how did you guys feel about that whole escape and everything with the sand? Was it was very action packed, but also that whole scene with Bossing Say very intensified. Yeah, they balanced it pretty well with the cutting back and forth. But yeah. honestly, every time they cut away from Bossing Say, it's like no, no, no. They're just they're they're just in the desert. It's okay. Go back. Yeah. Go. Sand back. shark. Death of queen. Right. Anarchy. You know. Well, you need it's some like levity we, though, because yeah. like. Everything in Bossing Say was super tense. Like every time Zahir was on camera, he's like, like staring you down. You feel like, what is he going to do? And I, we're going to murder someone yeah, today, right? So you, I mean, it was nice to go back to this moment where everyone's like, oh my gosh, we had a great ship building session, and then it immediately gets destroyed. And you're like, ha ha, yeah, funny, laugh. And it's yeah. a good depiction of my emotions right now. <laughs> and can I just, and I, can I just say because um, we we are we are good on time right now. So before we go into the next episode, I did forget to mention I love the scene where Lynn finds uh, Naga and um Pabu and Pabu oh, yeah. and just, hanging out by the Jeep. Yeah and just it's gives, a little Jeep convention there. She There's didn't forget the treats like Cora did in the other episode <laughs> and Naga just basically slapped her with the tail. Mm-hmm. Um you know so she just now leave me alone. Um and then you know that's when she read in Zuko and, and, and Tonrock and everything. But uh you know I just I really like this episode because again my favorite thing about this series is we have really hardcore serious like very important to the plots, but then there's always that really great comedy relief, whether it's Sokka, whether it's Bolin, and then again, when it's all, you know, as you guys are listening out there can hear that we're trying to stay on one topic before we jump, even though it jumps back and forth in the episode. It's kind of hard to talk about sometimes. Exactly, but we do it because it's easier to not get confused, but at the same time, I appreciate that they do that in the series, because you have time to break away and find out what's happening at the same time, and when you're getting all freaked out, like, oh my god, she just suffocated the queen. Oh, look, they're trying to rebuild a spaceship and there's a sand shark. Right. So I don't know. I'm not getting as like crazy, like upset or just like freaked out. Breathe. Yeah. You know? She can't anymore, but you still you can. can. Breathe. <laughs> breathe. You can breathe. Sad. Uh, yeah. So kind of sad. You know, but I'm the idea that it happened rather than the person it happened to. Oh, you know, it's very it's interesting though, because upsetting. they right. really, there really weren't a lot of deaths in the last series. I mean, there was always like a trying very hard to not kill. I mean, even the Fire Lord didn't die in the end. And now right. we have this just person who's just a jerk, basically. Murder! 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 Anarchy! I mean, I think it just shows how the series is maturing as its fan base from years ago were Mm -hmm. watching, you know, Avatar. You know, these... I mean, I was watching it, but I know that there was for younger children. Those guys are now in high school and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to see that it develops with the fan base. Mm -hmm. Well, and Zaheer, he has to know that removing a figurehead, that in the ensuing chaos, people are going to die. It's going to become a strong survive, weak, get mowed over sort of thing. And he just doesn't care. We're trying to help the little people. The little people are going to get killed by the people who weren't as big as the queen, but are still big. A power vacuum is an ugly, ugly thing. Yeah. Right. And he just set that off because it's the natural order of the world. Yeah. You're helpful. You're just helpful. He had some issues and wasn't hooked enough, basically. Oh, yeah. Just just a little little bit. (laughs) But anyway, going on to the next episode, which will be the final episode we're going to uh, recap today. uh, And the final episode before the finale. Well, before the finale. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So we're really getting a lot of action here, building up to the two episodes that run back-to-back for next week when we're going to recap that. Um, So we have The Ultimatum, which is episode 11. Mm -hmm. And 
basically this is where we start off where we see these riots and the chaos that is basically now bossing say. Right. Um, and we have these funny moments, of course, too, with the looters running to the palace and, you know, telling the guard, you can't stop us. And the guard's like, stop you. I'll help you. I know where all the good <laughs> stuff is. Yeah. Um, so. Because that guard probably gets paid minimum wage and uh, puts up with a good amount of verbal abuse. Oh, right. of course. I mean, well, look at the queen was just rude to everybody. I mean. Yeah. It was awful. People Where's gone in all of this? Well, he ran off. Yeah. I mean, he's gone. Man. He's gone now. I mean, I wouldn't have dealt with that, too, for her to. You think he's going to defend you? Like, I don't oh, think no. so. I just, I'm wondering where he is amidst all of the looters and the rioting because would, he was the queen's unwilling but still right hand man. Oh, I would, I would, loading I, up. I think he's loading up yeah. and getting ready to get the I heck out so. of there. I hope so. <laughs> but I um, like that man. Retirement fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you promised me for last Christmas. And, and then you took it away. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we have these riots and then Bolin and Mott go trying to figure out what they're going to do. Bolin asking, should we do something or? I guess it's not really Mako's like it's not our fight we have bigger things to worry about right now like there's right. there's no way two people are going to be able to stop a whole bunch of looting all across Bossing say yeah, in the yeah. upper ring um, so basically they figure out they need to get this airship after you know and we have this great moment where you know freaking Mako trying to be all authority I am part of the police and I, I need to commandeer this ship for you know for purposes and they just kind of look up the and people who no are looting it really don't care yeah. they want to get all the good stuff off the Bolin's ship Bolin's just like let me let me let me I don't know let me handle this he goes hey hey the queen's gold is up on the third floor in the palace you guys and then basically <laughs> they just drop what they're doing and get out of there Yeah. Uh, and then of course you know we have this great moment where he goes up to try to fly the ship and just says some people just do not have respect for other people's property now let's steal, steal this ship. airship. <laughs> so, um, you know, basically Mako tries to take over and we have that moment. Oh, you think you can fly it better just because you, you dated, dated Asami? Asami? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> turns out he can. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they lay down here is that the people who were looting even stole the radio. Yeah, they yeah. stole. And that'll come into play later. Everything. They stole the radio. They stole most any, anything that would have been useful aside from the actual controls to fly the ship. Yeah. Right. But that's not that's the important part here is they need to get the heck out. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so of course, as they're flying, they see flames in just the entire city is in mass chaos. And like, dude, our family's down there. We got to get them out. Yeah. To which I actually have to give a lot of credit to Mako. I thought that land with having to float the ship right and, and leave the stairs down to tap onto the yeah. roof. Pretty impressive. And then we come into play later on that probably wouldn't have been as skilled to do that when he lands but mm. <laughs> desperation exactly desperation exactly and uh, of course you know don't get the airship too close to flames and stuff yeah, yeah. you know and then we find you know grandma and everybody there and just what are you guys doing you got to get out grandma doesn't want to go and this is my home this is where i've raised my family. family i can't abandon it and then bolin just says look you know when me and mako were on the streets you know we realized that it doesn't matter where you go as long as you have your family mm-hmm. and we think this moment is going to really sink into grandma and then she just goes no i can't leave and do all right grandma you do well and just throws her over the shoulder and, but we're out of here wait yeah. grabs the picture of the queen portrait okay let's go <laughs> so we have everybody climb back onto the ship so thankfully uh all of um bolin and mako's family have been saved and they're on the ship and they're evacuating from all the chaos that they probably would have gotten really hurt in or yeah. died yeah um so 
basically, um, you know, the cousin finds where the, uh, you know, they're all trying to look and everything, figure out where they're going to go. They explain to them they're trying to find Cora and that there was an airship wreckage that they have mm-hmm. to find and to which the and cousin find it. Yeah, the yes. cousin finds it, which of course again, his comment, like, I could have gotten us out, guys, but uh, I guess thanks for uh, coming in with an airship. And <laughs> Sure you could. You know. <laughs> and uh, basically, and I'm surprised at this too, because I wonder what the time distance was between the time they left Bossing Say to the time where Cora and gang had gone on the sand glider because their tracks were still in the desert that were very easy to follow. They found the wreckage right. and they followed the tracks. But back. as long as there wasn't a very big windstorm or anything else huge passing well, through. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is for a while. that's why Does I'm it, saying I wonder what the time grabs. There yeah. shouldn't have been tracks, though, because they were being followed by the, uh, uh, yeah. the sand shark. But it could have been the disruption from the shark. Maybe. Because that left some big Tremor-style tunnels going on. Yeah. That's true. Well, point being, it worked. Point <laughs> yes. being, it worked. Oh, I mean, I'm well, not, I'm not going to question well. too much plot on a cartoon well. about, like, <laughs> you know, people having powers and all this other stuff. So, but you it's know. easy to question it because this series is so good with its own consistent yes, internal logic true. and continuity. It's right. true. It doesn't violate its own rules very often. No, and so that's, when the small things violate, you yeah. kind of put the big thing yeah. aside and go, "Wait a minute!" But at the same time, you know, the di- the wreck that was actually way in the distance. So when they looked down, by the time they were trying to get over to it, it might have been at that point where they saw the tracks after the shark had stopped following. Right. Them. So could we be. could just do that for our own over analytical minds, just to like so we don't get annoyed by it because we're very nitpicky. Right. But the tracks. The tracks. <laughs> So, of course, they follow the tracks, and uh, they find, obviously, it leads them back to the Oasis. Uh, I love Grandma, too. Like, is this where we're going to live now? Is this our new home? <laughs> uh, we don't know yet. Calm down. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the first thing is is that, you know, Pabu finds Bolin. Mm-hmm. And we have that, why is Bolin hugging that big rat? <laughs> oh, God, now he's kissing it. <laughs> Grandma is like, you could tell where Bolin gets his comedy relief right. from. The family Grandma resemblance. Is wonderful. She's great. Grandma Grandma is. is. Grandma Yin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, of course, they meet up. You know, we, we see Naga, you know, jumps on, uh, you know, Mako, Mako yeah. and licking him. Ah, oh, my lips. And, yeah. you know, of course, Korra nice. and Asami. And then, of course, Lin, Tonrock, and Lord Zuko, mm-hmm. to which we have a mini moment of Bolin fangirling out over Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> what we mean is, it's an honor to meet you. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, Grandma mistaking Asami for the Avatar. Yes. Finding she's wrong. And the first comment says to Korra, my, you're muscular for a girl. Thank <laughs> you. You too. <laughs> and Mako, why aren't you dating any nice girls like them? <laughs> Awkward moments. Uh, And the audience loses it. And to which, you know, Asami, uh, so what's going on? What happened? Where, how did you do what what happened? And then to which that's when the message is delivered, where Zaheer basically tells them to tell Korra, like, I will wipe out the entire air nation unless you go give yourself up to me Mm -hmm. and I will be up there. So of course, you know, they're freaking out because now, again, like you mentioned before about why it came into play, the radio and the ship wasn't working, they have to try to figure out how to get in touch with the air temple. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this little city has a radio. The, the portable, Jeeps are short the portable range. one. No, it's the one that she carries, yeah. I think, but the portable one, it's like you said, it's short, short range. range. Yeah. And the long range one in the airship was stolen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're going to head back to the yeah. metal clan. But I think and they, they think they radio ahead before, while they're heading there. They said, yeah. we'll radio right. ahead to Sue to tell them to try to get in touch with the air temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they head back to Zaofu and, uh, 
And basically, Cora is saying, in the meantime, while we're trying to get in touch with them, I'm going to see if I can track down Zaheer in the spirit world. I know where he hangs out. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Asami, watch my body. Because <laughs> it worked out so well last time. So, well, I mean, it did. She got him away from at least True. the Red yeah. Lotus. <laughs> but um, you know, in general. Because could though. you imagine how horrible it would have been if they were captured and brought to the queen? I mean, then again, Cora wouldn't have been brought to the queen. But it would have been a whole world of mess. That would have yes. been a lot harder right. than an airship. Yeah. So... Yes. Um, you know, Zaheer, but she, she actually doesn't run into Zaheer. She runs into our favorite, or my favorite. She runs into General Iroh. favorite, yeah. Uncle Iroh's Uncle Iroh. And basically, you know, his, his old, I was looking for a teapot, but I found you. You always find things in the spirit realm that you didn't realize you were looking for. I'm so glad that they kept him there and they just kind of keep pulling him out. So like, happy. We need sage advice. Yeah. Ta-da! I mean, he was one of the, like, the most touching, like, he's the character that would make me cry in scenes from like the old series you yeah. know like the whole thing with the sun and uh, anyway, Ugh. The, all the leaves from the vine <laughs> exactly so basically she just tells him that she's stuck she's got I got this crazy guy and and I don't know what to do and I'm the first I'm the first avatar since since Juan. Uh, since yeah yeah since that, the first avatar since the very first avatar that I can't get in touch with any of my past lives for guidance and I wish I could talk to Aang mm-hmm. to which Iroh says well you know they might have had a really rough beginning but Lord Zuko was best friends with Aang. He was his advisor. He knew him like the back of his hand. You know, you should probably try to seek advice from him. Yeah. To which she's very grateful she didn't. She would have never thought about that. And she says thank you to him and agrees that, you know, you're right about finding things in the spirit realm that you didn't know that you were looking for. Yeah. Um, to which, good thing she phased back out at that point because she runs into Zuko afterwards and realizes he's leaving um, and not going to the air temple with them. He has to go protect his, his daughter, daughter with Fire Lord. I can't wait like, to see what she oh looks like gosh. and everything. Yeah, because you figure he's, they he's like mad that. old. He's like retired. So, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. drop that little piece of information like, oh, yes. everyone knows this. And the audience is like, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? I mean, it makes sense. It I does. just, you know. It really does. Um, by the way, and I might be wrong, and fans, you can always comment to me about this, but I noticed in the episodes uh, recently when I was watching them back to back to back today, I think the person who does the voice of Ming-Wa was the voice of uh, 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 Zuko's sister. Azula? Azula. I'm not sure. It was like, I remember watching the episode and listening really hard and one of the characters sounded like exactly like her. So Hmm. I might look into it. I'm not sure. That's the voice actress. Exactly. So we'll we'll have to, somebody can let us know or Google later. But anyway. um, IMDB. IMDB. But don't spoil anything. <laughs> so she We're basically watching the finale tonight, guys. Don't spoil anything. I already watched it, but okay. <laughs> oh, hush. Okay. I'm yeah. watching the finale tonight. Don't spoil For anybody anything. who's ever watched any panels Katie's on, you know that she decides to stay unspoiled, even though we're kind of behind on the series. So just respect <laughs> Genuine that. Genuine reactions. Yeah. Genuine. Genuine. You all just probably watched it within the last couple days yourself, so yeah. give her some time. Just oh, they Friday. watched this to see me freak out about things. It's yeah. shocking. It's just, yeah. The Sword Art Online fans know this. Yes. So Anywho, um, so she goes and she asks him, what would Aang have done? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like, what I should do. Do I give myself up? Do I sacrifice myself? And he just basically said that he knows that Aang would be very concerned because his heart is with the Air Nation. Aang would have given anything to live to see this day where the Air Nation has basically come out of extinction mm-hmm. and want to protect them with all his heart. But at the same time, even though she's like, oh, so I guess I should. And he's but at the same time, he knows that he He's concerned as his duty as the Avatar. It is his responsibility to be concerned with all nations 
and that he, the world needs the avatar. Yeah. Yeah. He it's, had a more global vision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It can't just be you have to separate your personal feelings, you know, which from your duty, yeah. From your duty. And so basically um we flash back to where they're Bolin is desperately trying to get in touch with someone at the air temple. Nobody is answering, and we get Milo. <laughs> Possibly the worst person that of they course. could have gotten I mean, on he's the like, line. What, five, and he's, he's like, hilarious. And Bolin's like, I person. need to speak. This is Bolin. I need to speak to your dad. Bolin's not here right now. I'm not. I'm Bolin. And we, of course, we have our comedy relief. Right. And to which Core just snaps and, you know, after, you know, he's like, did you know he's out with the baby bison? Did you know he found a whole new herd of baby bison? <laughs> you oh, really? And then, of course, Cora jumps in like, this is your commanding officer. I need to speak with your father, Tenzin, right now. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, he doesn't sound like he sucks. Uh, and so he does. And finally, she's, come on, go, come on, come on. And Tenzin answers. Thank and everybody goodness. at home is just breathing the sigh of relief. Like, thank God. But then... As soon as we get into this, we hear Tenzin, and he goes, oh, no. Oh, no. They're here. They're yeah. here. Da-da-da-da. Like, he turns around, and they're on an airship outside yes. his window. It's like, seriously, Perfect guys? Point for commercial. Seriously? <laughs> yes. And, and um, if you're watching on Nick.com, you get this inane commercial about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles movie. Yes. Thank God it was, like, 15 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> I so, don't want to watch this. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, basically, we cut back um, after that annoying commercial. Yeah. We cut back into the evacuation is basically beginning. Tenzin and immediately tells Milo, like, just follow me and stay close. They go and they glide out of the room on their air gliders and they're trying to um, basically tell everybody, like, we need to get out of here right now. Mm-hmm. To which Kai is then taking a group of people and he's faced by Gazan. Yeah. And then we, we see Ming-Hua captures Opal and is having her up by the throat. And then, of course, the here cuts off Tenzin and his family. So it's very intense. Everybody's split up. And then we have um, Pali yeah. in the airship above. Sniping. Sniping yeah. and combustioning to anything <laughs> that she can. And basically trying to prevent anybody who isn't directly faced by any of the rest of the Red Lotus to not escape. Yeah. To which... It's um, really smart. But my gosh, it's so frustrating as a viewer. Exactly. <laughs> and then... Someone just take her out, please. Yeah. And we have... we have One rock to the forehead. Yeah. Just a rock. Just, rock. just Come on. Just a rock. Come on. But, uh, Airbend a rock up there. I don't care. <laughs> and we have Zaheer telling them, you know, like, if you guys just cooperate with us, we'll let you go. To which that's when that's when all the separation kind of, you know, I skipped ahead a little. That's when it starts because we have Boomy and Kaya, you know, while Janora takes Kai and the rest of the group to try to make it to the Air Bison at the, you know, get away from here. Yeah. And we have yeah. all the, the main guys. Even though Boomy is kind of not a main, I mean, he's, he's still very new. He's we a new, but. the Aang kids. Yes, yes, we have the Aang kids and everybody running to escape. Um, well, also with the mom and everybody. And we have Boomy and Kaya facing off. Um, Pali is just basically the worst and <laughs> constantly combustioning them so they can't even get away from the temple to yeah. cross this bridge to where the stables are. To which is then when Kai stands up and just says, I'm going to do something about this. And and he tries to distract Pali on the air glider. And, you know, it's working for a moment, but of course the inevitable happens and he basically gets shot down. Yeah. And this is a moment that's very sad, but we see that he airbends to where the direct force wouldn't have hit him straight on, but he does fall to which yeah. we think the worst of him. And, yeah. you know, of course, Janora. Janora. Oh, yeah. I mean, watching this go shattered, down. shattered. <laughs> um, and then, you know, all the while we have, we have Boomy and Kaya 
trying to, you know, fight and and, and they're losing a battle yeah. between Gazan and and uh, and Mingwa. And then of course we have um, Tenzin. Tenzin. We have Tenzin being, you know, getting his butt kicked. So not, well, not really. immediately. Against, not immediately. He's doing really well against Zahir. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine that Tenzin could probably have won because he is an airbending master, exactly. and he's not necessarily wiping the floor with him, but he's got the oh, upper yeah, hand in this. I mean, he even said battle. it's such a such a pleasure to meet a master airbender. Like yeah. when he ran into him, and Tenzin's just like, "Don't care, taking you out." Exactly. And he would have had, had he not been sniped. Everybody right. else basically lost. We have we have basically. Kai gets shot down, and then basically, uh, Pali scares off the bison by combustioning near them. So now the other so guys they don't have, they don't have an escape route now yeah. that the bison are gone. We have Boomy and Kaya that got blasted off and they're off hanging the cliff, on an yeah. edge to where Pali is now there and is going to shoot them. They drop and now they're basically, they're alive, but they're battered on the cliffside. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when, Everybody is now converging, converging on Tenzin, onto Tenzin yeah. which he actually, again, he does hold up pretty darn well, but he's yeah. got four people attacking. Mm-hmm. And even against four people, he holds them off for what, like you know? half a minute? Yeah, and then they're Most saying... people can't handle half a second. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they're saying to him, like, give it up, it's over. And he says, as long as I'm breathing, it's not over. But we have this heart-wrenching scene where basically you see as it fades out that they're just beating wailing him down, him, yeah. like wailing yeah. on him with every element. Um, but then the very end that we re- we close it off the episode where we see, thankfully, Kai is alive, uh, a branch, God bless those branches, they <laughs> saved Zuko too, um, off the side of the cliff and baby bison goes to save him and we end the episode with, all right, thanks buddy, yip, yip, and he flies off to basically, I guess, somewhere, somewhere we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> Um, and that is the basically the buildup before the season finale that we have next week. What do you guys? What a rough way to end! I know. Oh my gosh! And so focused away from like Cora and the guys, we just see the battle between the Red Lotus and uh, what's going on with everybody. And now it's just a matter of what's yeah. going to happen. Even though I know, but yeah, let's pretend <laughs> well, I don't. You know, the hero always shows up at the last minute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot more to cover. But um, again, thank you so much, everybody out there. Um, I just want to say, please visit us on iTunes. Okay. Okay, rate us five stars if you could. Leave us comments. We love your YouTube comments and everything like that. Um, we read everything. everything. Yeah. We will comment and to you. And we respond to a good number of them. Seriously, we really like you guys. Please give us feedback. <laughs> and of course, if you do, that means that hopefully by the time season four starts up, when it does, we'll be able to start this on time. Yeah. So let and them know you love us. You know, <laughs> not have a week break for Comic Con. Exactly. That right. was, the vacation was worth it. Exactly. I know we're a week behind, but the vacation was worth it. Alright. So thank you guys again for joining us so much. Hopefully uh, Mr. John Quick will be able to join us next week for the season finale. Mm-hmm. Katie Cullen, where can the people find you? Can Find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online panels on Sunday and the Ruby panel every other Thursday. We are filming this week. Sweet. Nice. And Mr. Tari Miller. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel with these two and also the Extent panel on Wednesdays. Awesome. And guys, my name is Liz Rishmaui. Thank you so much for letting me take over for this week. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me later tonight for the season finale of The Musketeers. And again, like they stated, Sword Art Online. And if you want to follow John, his Twitter is at NowQuick. And he is also on the Attack on Titan panel. Yes. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys so much. Follow us, comment, rate us on iTunes, and we'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.